Oh. It's three hours of dudes in the mob going. I mean, okay, okay. <laughs> that's. <laughs> You're Maybe right. You I was going to do an impression, but I had film. no words to even say about the movie, so I couldn't even do a line with the yeah. impression. That's a different podcast. I feel like this I is think. the exact conversation they had in the movie, though, where she's like, "What's with guys and the Godfather?" Yeah, yeah that's and true. yeah. And then Greg yeah. Kinnear got it too. Yeah. Well. Anyways. anyways. Welcome back to Shipmates, everybody. Welcome. We're I'm, doing. Oh, I'm Megan. That's I'm Kendall, and we're doing a fun episode today for a few reasons. One, it's you've got mail, which is the best rom com ever. Yep. Well, Two, arguable. Oh, well, best rom com ever. We've already disagreed. <laughs> <laughs> but the other reason is this is our first episode with a guest. Yay! Yay! <gasps> Yay! Please welcome our friend Drew. Hello, I'm Drew. This is uh, the roommate, N- not <laughs> not Andrew <laughs> with my Andrew, who's yeah. also her roommate and boyfriend and boyfriend. That yeah. too. Little differences there, so don't confuse those people. Yeah, this is Drew, not so, Andrew. Yeah, so Megan's got Andrew and Kendall's got Drew. Yep. Yes. So not to be confused, um, but we're excited to have a male perspective. Yeah. On this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a lot waiting. of weight on my shoulders. Yeah. All right. I'm up to it. And a chick flick. And a chick flick. Yeah. Which we watched this together this morning, Drew and I. Mm-hmm. Yep. I watched it this morning and by myself with my oh. cat <laughs> while my boyfriend went to work. <laughs> <laughs> kind of jealous. Anyways. Oh, wow. Thanks. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> but it was so similar to Cinderella story. In yeah. Similar yeah. but not similar, you know? better well no i wouldn't say so but it's a, it's a, a grown-up version yeah. yeah yeah much more dramatic telling of a similar True. set of circumstances if you hear anything in the background it's just annoying neighbors so don't mind that we understand we've been them before yeah <laughs> anyways so probably should dive in to the movie yeah, so this stars Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. 1998. 1998. Before we even had cell phones. Well, kind of. Like the blocky ones at yeah. that time. I think they had flip phones. Oh, is it flip phones? Well, because I was telling her just a minute ago, I was watching Amazing Race from like 1999, like season mm-hmm. one, or maybe it was 98, and there were taxi drivers that had cell phones, and so they would go to the taxi drivers to ask to use it, and they weren't the- Oh, and like, they were flip phones. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense because I used to be a huge X Files fan, and I remember mm. like mid '90s, Scully had a huge block phone. So this is late '90s. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But I'm surprised they didn't make any refer- references to cell phones. Like I didn't see them use a cell phone once because they were so pro email. I would think Tom Hanks or Joe. I would think Joe Fox would have had a cell phone because he was super rich. Yeah. Oh, know. definitely. He probably he did. the vice president of the company. But so. we never saw one being yeah. used, which I thought was really weird, considering it was all about technology and stuff. I guess that they just wanted to do AOL. I guess so. I don't know. Pro email. And but texting wasn't a thing yet. No. No, because this was still like pagers. Yeah. Yeah. Back then. So weird. That is weird. We're millennials, so. I know. <laughs> We're on the very edge of millennials. What's the cutoff? Like, 96. I oh. hate when people call, like, teenagers now millennials because they are oh, not. They're not. They're Generation Z. They grew up yeah. with smartphones. We got right. smartphones when we were, like, 
in high school. Yeah. Or when I was in high school. school. Yeah. Yeah. Same. So it's just, I hate when people call Generation Z millennials because Mm -hmm. we're not them. But Mm -hmm. it's also like the people born in the 80s get mad at us for saying that we're 90s kids. True. Because we're we're, so young. We're the cutoff for 90s kids. Yeah. That's true. Because I have memories in the 90s. Yes. Yes. Me too. But my strongest memories are of the early 2000s. Early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) That's another argument. (laughs) So you've got mail. If you guys haven't seen it, I'm sorry. It's an amazing movie. Go watch it. But yeah. it's about they met a Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> and take two. All right. <laughs> Tom Hanks, Joe yeah. Fox. He met Meg Ryan's character Kathleen in a chat room, which that's kind of sketchy, by the way. Why would you just go well, into they, a chat room unless they're they, looking for like they cyber sex? That. They yeah. say in one of the opening emails, like we're just two people emailing. And we met on a chat room that neither of us will admit. Okay. Yeah, At least they didn't and then she, that. when she's talking to her friend in the bookstore, she tells him like, oh, or she's like, oh yeah, I went to, into a chat room for 30 year olds for laughs. And then we ended up talking. Oh, oh I, okay. That went over my I head. I missed that. Missed yeah, that no, definitely. I was paying attention. Cause I was like, okay. that, I was like, I need to hear at least a little bit more. Like, why are you just randomly going on there? So she said it was for laughs, which I'm wondering if this was the time that they were, they went in the chat room even when they were in relationships. Well, they were. Yeah. So when they met, they were in relationships with other yeah. people. Yeah, because they met before the movie technically started. Yeah, yeah. they were already deep. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was just a friendship quotation mark. Yeah, because what I was kind of frustrated about was like, if they're in relationships with other people, then why were they looking for people on the internet? But if the, she went to the chat room for laughs, she probably wasn't seeking out yeah people yeah so that's why i was like okay i guess it's fine but plus this is probably when chat rooms were so new that people didn't really know what to use them for yeah Mm -hmm. but you mentioned um about them going on to the chat room or what was the point of that i think that might also be systemic of their uh not really being content in their relationships even at the beginning yeah that's true and then that sort of gets developed as the movie progresses. I would agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I could. Be, I mean, because they, they seemed... They seemed kind of just like complacent. Yeah. Yeah, because even lives. when she was talking to her friend in the bookstore, she's like, ooh, you're in love? And she's like, no. Uh, oh, with, with Frank. Haha. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Or yeah. something like that. So she was obviously not... She doesn't think about... Frank is her boyfriend. In well, and, yeah, yeah, and the, the very time. first time opening of the movie when she wakes up, and we then he's him. talking about how technology is the worst, and then she gets super excited when he leaves, yep. and yep. just jumps immediately onto that computer to start emailing. Yeah, yeah. and then she does it l- later, or one of them does. They he does. Tom Hanks does this too mm-hmm. later with his girlfriend yeah. and then they do it again when they go to bed she like pulls it out in like yeah. the dark yeah it's, yeah. it's like okay so it's like, or he does that i guess it's like they're trying to hide i know something, that was my one of my questions fishy it's like if you're trying to hide it that means you, you know it's wrong there. yeah exactly yeah because they do have like a emotional connection through the the interwebs they do and they so, don't know yeah. anything about what they look like, what their names are even. 
but they just yeah they never ask each other's name which, which is kind of weird i feel like yeah. that would be the number one thing to ask is what's yeah. your name because they know that it's a man and a woman yeah but how do they, they know that they also didn't do that in the cinderella story either oh yeah they just referred to each other as their chat room name yeah which the chat room name in this one doesn't have area codes dang <laughs> ny1 <laughs> ny152 was Boring. was Joe. That was his address. Yeah, they both oh. kind of had lame names. Hers was just Shop Girl. That's so stupid. How was that not a taken user name I mean, already? This was the nineties, <laughs> so there probably was was wide open expanses of, of screen names. Yeah. That's crazy. Um but they both have other partners. Yeah. But they continue this relationship. But the whole thing the whole like main story is that Kathleen, Meg Ryan she is the owner of this, like, shop around the corner. That's the name of the shop. Yeah. It's a bookstore. It's, yeah. like, old. It's, like, a family-owned business, mm-hmm. really small, all about, like, children's books and the personal connection and all of that. And then, literally right next door, they're building, like, a mega Barnes & Noble, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's Joe, Tom Hanks' yeah. character, who's doing that. He's, like, from the family, which is also a family business. Yeah. But His grandfather just, started it. Yeah, just yeah. a mega corporation. And so that's the conflict is that she doesn't want that to happen because it's putting her out of business and he doesn't really care because he's like, I'm selling cheap books. What more can I do? Or that's the whatever. Yeah. So they have this relationship online. They have no idea who they're talking to. Yeah. But they actually do know each other in real life. They just don't know it. Yeah. Which this is what we were saying earlier is that like in all romantic comedies, there's like a like a meet cute. Yeah. Yeah. With the couple. And in this case when they had that at the bookstore when joe comes in with his his uh aunt (laughs) Aunt. and his brother who are both younger than him they're like five and ten like yeah yeah and it was like so cute a great moment and they probably would have you know lived happily ever after if they never found out the truth but it's weird to know that they also had already had a deep connection relationship oh yeah an extremely personal yeah uh, connection at least a little bit later on in the emails. I think I pointed out to you when we were watching it. The first emails they show are just sort of characterizing themselves. Uh, there was not a lot of back and forth. But you kind of need that for the audience to yeah. get, to know, get to know the characters. Yeah, I don't know. It's unique. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I like it. Little does he know that uh, he would probably be taken over by amazon nowadays. But Oh, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> True. That's, yeah, now I was he's the business that's going out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, so when they met the first time randomly, and then the kid could only spell fox. I love that part. Oh, I know. F-O-X. Can you spell dog? (laughs) (laughs) F-O-X. She thinks it's just a cute little perk that the kid has. She thinks it's the cutest thing ever. But but he does actively... Let me actually pull my notes. He actively tries to, like, get her attention away off of that because she does he doesn't want her to find out that he's Joe Fox from the bookstore. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you it, know. Th- and that is their in a weird way like you're saying it is their meet cute and he already sort of, like there was a little flirt- flirtation going on I oh, feel yeah. like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, so but because he was trying like why like, did he think that she wasn't going to find out who he was? That's true. I don't know. Like Obviously, she was going to have to 
see him again at some point because of the business rivalry. Yeah, because they were mm-hmm. flirting, and he knows that if he was gonna, like, I mean, he just also sells a girlfriend at this oh, point. Oh yeah, yeah. So well, yeah, that's his first strike. But also, if he wanted to like date her, she would find out. Yeah. So why was he trying to avoid it? That's true. Maybe it's just a detail he didn't need want feel like bringing up at the time. I guess. Maybe he didn't think he was going to see her again. Like, yeah, just don't cause drama. Yeah. I don't know. But I did think it's interesting, too, just to think about, this is kind of off topic, but how you could, since they met online, they mm-hmm. don't know who each other is in real life, but then they also meet in real life. Like, that you could be, and they had this whole montage scene where they're walking through New York at the beginning, and they're, like, next to each other. Like go crossing the street, oh, they're yeah. at the same yeah. shop, but they have no idea that it's the other person. And it's weird to think that like that could happen. That could be happening to us in real life. That there could be someone that will eventually meet that will eventually meet that we've been like crossing paths crossing with. paths with. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Did you see that thing on the internet? I, again, this might be a little off topic. It was about a month ago, but it was of a married couple who found like 15 years earlier they both had a photo at the same location and the other people We're person in was background. in the background of that that's photo. That's crazy. I I've just thought about that before. Chills all over my body. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah. Um but I did want to talk about the whole like big bookstore versus small bookstore thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was curious about that too because like do you think she has a valid argument in this case? I I don't know cuz I think that while they offer a more personal service at her bookstore what you're gaining from the books is just from the book yeah um it's not like i i cannot tell you guys about any time i have ever gone to a bookstore and had a uh, a truly i don't know life-changing or memorable experience it's usually just when i get home and i'm reading it yeah um Mm. and as a poor person down here in la uh yeah i'm gonna go for the cheaper book yeah and not care too much about the experience that's true but it is i mean we're young i guess these older people would come go by all the time because they were only used to going to like those family yeah owned places Mm -hmm. and there was that lady who was like oh your mom gave me this book uh anne of green gables told me to read it with tissues Mm -hmm. blah 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 and then she started crying for no reason to Meg Ryan, who's literally her daughter, was just like, <laughs> here's some tissues. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I guess some people have kind of those connections, but not anymore. I guess it's because we live in a lot different world now. But yeah. Yeah. The majority of our lives, bookstores haven't been a, a huge thing. And yeah. just in general, like big corporations, like even restaurants versus like family owned restaurants versus the really big chains. I don't know. Yeah. But like they're, I remember in college, you know, we'd go to the random little bookstores that are like old and dusty and you just feel so cool because you're going there. But those were also cheap books still. Yeah. They weren't expensive. But I think there's something just about the environment that is kind of cool versus going to just a Barnes and Noble. Yeah. And I I really do enjoy going to used bookstores and finding books that you know, have some age to them and you mm-hmm. open up the front flap and then there's like a personal note. That yeah. Someone, it's so oh, fascinating. Yeah. yeah. But if I'm going to get a new book, like also this is what they brought up on the movie too. It is way more expensive at those mom and pop places. Like when he buys the books for his aunt and 
uh, brother. Yeah. Uh, it was 73 bucks for, yeah. you know, books. And even yeah. he found that was ridiculous. But there was also the time later in the movie when Meg Kathleen goes to Fox and is sitting there listening, overhearing the conversation between the lady and the the worker mm-hmm. at trying to figure out the sh- the lady in the shoe oh, yeah, books. Yeah. Yes. And she butts in like, cause the guy doesn't know what anything is. And he, she tells her what it is, like all the names of them, the author and everything. And so it's like, I kind of yeah. see that too. I, cause like I people like that scene. Well, I mean, just going back to the, the big versus small thing. Yeah. Because yeah. at the big stores like that, they're employing people who are like in college who don't know anything. They just need a job. Right. They don't actually okay, know yeah. what the titles yeah. are, the authors. Yeah. Whereas she actually really cares and wants to help find, but then again, that's doesn't really isn't. I don't know. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. But it, yeah, I I totally get that. But when she walked in there and went to that children's section, there were children reading in groups. They yeah. were enjoying the books and you everything. So she, it was a yeah. you know like a still a, a seemed a wholesome experience despite being at the big bookstore. Yes. Yeah, she enjoyed at least watching the kids read mm-hmm. like even if it yeah. was yeah like they're still probably getting the same experience the children yeah yeah which is what she cared about the most yeah which at the end of the movie i know this is probably jumping ahead but did she end up taking that job with the editor for the book or we just don't i don't, I don't think, think it we ever found covered out it, yeah she she mentioned she had some money saved up oh well the, they did talk about her she was gonna write a book oh that's what it was so yeah. i think that's yeah. what her me- next big she thing was a children's yes book? a children's okay. book yeah she's writing yeah. a children's book so should we do our first clip yeah so the clip we're gonna play is when they have their second meeting after their second meeting in person yep the first one was the cute time in the store the second time they ran into each other at a party of like other book people i guess it's like mm-hmm. some networking yeah thing. some kind yeah. of business social event and both of their significant others are with them yes and she finds out this was actually hilarious though not that what we're gonna play but at the beginning, before, yeah, before yeah, they start talking and he's taking like the caviar off of the <laughs> the plate and she's like, that's just garnish. And then he just takes the rest of it and then um, they go over to get the drink. This was where I was like dying laughing. They go to get a drink and he's trying to avoid her. Uh-huh. And so she keeps trying to be nice and talk to yeah. him. And then he just like walks away. I don't know. I thought it was so funny. Because <laughs> that's when some random guy tells her. Like, I kind of want to play that, but it doesn't do anything. Yeah talking to joe fox and he's like what yeah that random mm-hmm. dude was like yeah you're talking to joe fox she's like oh, you think it was okay to just say your name was joe not joe fox yeah and she's talking about some cocktail waitresses how they they're like oh i'm kimberly and i mean it. nowadays it would be like beyonce <laughs> <laughs> i know the single name people true but yeah that's um, when she first found out so then uh they have like a fight kind of argument yeah he likes to mess with her yeah which he then comes to regret she's like literally pissed at him Mm because he keeps messing with her yeah but i don't know what do you think he feels to her at this point like they obviously were flirting in the bookstore but now he's just playfully teasing her even though it's clearly making her mad yeah i think he just he like it's like when you for me like people make me mad because they like the way i respond i think it's like that with him he just likes her and likes the like rouse 
mm-hmm. of that's like true. messing with her. So I, I think that's what it is, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, then he talks, talks about how sometimes that the worst version of himself, which I think is what is in the clip, uh, mm-hmm. can be brought out and how he regrets having that happen. And I think this was just, you know, that coming out. Yeah. Yeah. So this is right after the party. They both go to sleep in their beds with their significant others and and then get online sneaking around. Yeah, they get it online and and start chatting to each other who they don't know at this time that it's each other. Right. Yeah. Do you ever feel you become the worst version of yourself? That a Pandora's box of all the secret, hateful parts, your arrogance, your spite, your condescension has sprung open. Someone provokes you, and instead of just smiling and moving on, you zing them. Hello, it's Mr. Nasty. I'm sure you have no idea what I'm talking about. No, I know what you mean, and I'm completely jealous. What happens to me when I'm provoked is that I get tongue-tied. My mind goes blank. Then, then I spend all night tossing and turning, trying to figure out what I should have said. What should I have said, for example, to the bottom dweller? Recently belittled my existence. I can't figure it out. Wouldn't it be wonderful if I could pass all my zingers to you, and then I would never behave badly, and you could behave badly all the time, and we'd both be happy. But then, on the other hand, I must warn you that when you finally have the pleasure of saying the thing you mean to say at the moment you mean to say it, remorse inevitably follows. Do you think we should meet thoughts i see both sides of what they were saying i don't know it's like when you're in an argument and then you think two days later i should have said this to that person yeah Mm-hmm. but also i don't know when you're angry you can say a lot of things you don't mean yeah i know because the way he said when you have the pleasure of saying the things you mean to say in the moment you mean to say them i feel like that's not what he was describing because i mean i get that when you're trying to or when you have your emotions high you say things that you mean to say or you think you mean to say but then later you realize you don't mean to say them yeah Mm -hmm. so i think that's what he was describing and that remorse follows but i don't know yeah i don't know i i this is one of my favorite parts of the entire movie though because this, and this was my first experience with the movie today, I maybe should mention. I had, oh, yeah, I had you've never no seen idea uh, really what this, I knew the basic premise, but then today was the first time actually watching it. But I feel like with other romantic comedy uh, comedies that it's just the meet cute and then it sort of develops from there. But the email interaction gives them this deeply personal relationship that you really don't have until you're 
in a really developed sort of long-term relationship. That's true. While they're simultaneously doing the meet cute and sort of in person at first while not liking each other, eventually sort of building on that relationship later on. So it's a really interesting dynamic, I think. Uh, And I was, when I, when I saw this part, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm starting to see why this is held in such high regard uh, in terms of rom-coms. Yeah. And how they're able to, give objective advice and commentary on each on each other when it's relating to themselves exactly well yeah. and simultaneously endearing them to the audience because you see um joe kind of act like a dick uh at the party like you said he was yeah. getting some sort of pleasure out of messing with her but mm-hmm. then he, we see he does regret it uh it, you know he went, once he's calmed down he is remorseful, and so the audience sees that, and it's like, okay, he's not really a dick. Like, he's actually kind of a good guy. Yeah, and plus, we were kind of saying this earlier, but, like, how they we see both of their perspectives, and, like, the beginning of the movie, we see Joe, his good side, first. So, we, as an audience, True. we already like him going yeah. in, whereas we probably wouldn't have if it was the other way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because most of the is, movie is... Yeah. Uh, well, especially in the later parts of the movie, entirely from his perspective, because mm-hmm. of what events happen later on in the plot. Uh, but I yeah. feel like from Kathleen's perspective, uh, it would be a fascinating and entirely different, uh, you know, view of all the events that happen. Yeah, yeah, that is really interesting. Yeah, it's very oh. different than normal romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the typical formula. Yeah, and like. then you can see later in the movie she ends up not changing because of their not email interactions but like she when she meets up with him at the diner later she ends up actually zinging him oh yeah that's yeah. what i was gonna say too about that clip is that it, what he said it kind of ended up happening yeah where yeah. she got good at doing it too but she also was regretting things that she would say immediately after mm-hmm. and then culminating later when she's about to again and then he puts his fingers up through lips and it's like, no, I'm going to stop you before you say it. It's like, oh, that was a good moment. I got chills watching You're that jumping ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, not Ooh. the jumping. <laughs> uh, but after this, she's, he said, should we meet? And then she ignores him. But then they talk a little bit more. And her, I guess through her friends at the store, they're like, you should meet the guy. Which also, she's still with Greg Kinnear. Yes. Yeah. Why would they encourage her to meet a guy she met online when she has a boyfriend? Do they view it as a friend? I mean, it, it can only be romantic. This, like, everything is romantic about this. There's no like, oh, we're platonic. Like, I want a great friend out of this email interaction. It's just, True. it's. I mean, it's also set up to be romantic. But yeah, yeah that's kind of a dick I move feel on their like part. She's keeping Greg Kinnear around as like a backup plan right now. Like, she wants to meet yeah. him. But if it's too good to be true, she's still got Which, her boyfriend. That's <laughs> just so kidding. bad. Yeah, that's horrible. The, I, the more we talk about it, the more I'm realizing they were kind of awful people at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. But maybe her friends just knew what she didn't know yet, which is that she doesn't belong with him. Yeah. Like, they're not even a good match. There was that scene when they were singing, and then Greg Kinnear was the one that kind of threw things off with everybody. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, maybe that was trying to show that. Yeah, so maybe it was like that. The friends just, uh, they wanted her, without having to tell her, you should break up with him. They yeah, just wanted true. her to do it on her own yeah. by meeting someone else that she likes better. But still. Yeah. 
I don't know. But they, they decide to meet. They, they decide to meet. Yep. At this place, she was going to be sitting with the Pride and Prejudice book in a rose. Is this before or after, like, people are going on strike to try and put Fox After. Up? After. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, meanwhile, she's really trying to save the store. And she's trying to get other people to help her. And Greg Kinnear is a writer of a yep. news. He's, like, a journalist, kind yeah. of. Mm-hmm. And he's pro-family bookstores. Yeah, yeah. He's on her side. Yes, yeah, so they're literally protesting. Yeah. Yeah. They got like children to protest, yeah. which that, I thought that was funny. But also Greg Kinnear, uh, by trying to help her, goes on a TV interview <laughs> where the most obvious flirtation in <laughs> oh, the world yeah, happens <laughs> uh, for everybody, including Kathleen, to see. And this is also after, at the party, t- uh, Joe and Kathleen's, both their significant others, are like into each other right yep. in front of them. Yes, yeah. And that was Meg Ryan's boyfriend is like a big flirt. So, yeah. And then because he thinks he's all philosophical, being its journalist. Yeah, and and Joe's opinions. Joe's girlfriend is just like Patricia all over Patricia. Yeah, she just seems just like a career woman. Yeah, both um, Greg Kinnear's character I can't remember his name and Frank. 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 That's what it was. Frank and Patricia seem to be foils. For Joe and Kathleen, and they are the worst aspects of their own personality. And so as they sort of are coming together to, you know, see their own, you know, change in perspective of themselves, they're then understanding that the other people are are way worse. Like, especially with that elevator scene when she is freaking out and yelling and being sort of that, you know, typical, like, rich uh, business focused you know self-important woman that yeah. was like the last straw because yeah uh, joe had been on this uh you know journey throughout realizing that that's who kathleen thought he was and you know knowing that that's not who he is when he's presented with that yeah uh he rejects it wow that's so true did not now that, that i think of it and yeah. they even had a conversation kathleen with her friends about how frank and her seem like they should go together because they're so similar in so many ways. Yes. But they don't. And it's just because he's such a exaggerated version mm-hmm. of her. Yeah. That's, 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 a good, that's a good point. I like it. Interesting. Yeah. I never really noticed that. Cool. Um, cool. But then it was right after this, the protesting, that they, but, meet, they meet up. Yeah. And they're still together with their other people at this point. Yes. Tom, Joe's best friend is also Dave Chappelle. Yes, randomly which is crazy. so I had randomly no idea <laughs> for only like two scenes too <laughs> yeah. this was before he was like really popular right i don't yeah, know yeah, this 98? was late 90s so this was way before Chappelle's show oh well, i guess it's not like we were at the age to be watching any of this stuff but yeah yeah for us it seems really well the the dave Chappelle audience and the you got male audience don't seem to overlap at all no. i would say so it's just is such a such a weird person to just throw in there for a couple of scenes i guess he's just a great actor you know uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway so we're gonna go to that clip right before they meet yeah this is the next clip oh. we want to play which is when she's in the shop waiting and tom joe <laughs> joe and his friend are going up to meet her and he makes his friend look through the window beforehand because he's nervous to see what she looks like naturally yeah because at this point it's literally just like emails um there's no facetime at these days yeah nope and I mean, so yeah so this is the what we're gonna we're gonna play no okay 
Cafe Lalo, this is it. Eight o'clock. Boy, we got here fast, didn't we? Yep. Kevin, this woman is the most adorable creature I've ever been in contact with. And if she turns out even to be as good looking as a mailbox, I'd be crazy not to turn my life upside down and marry her. She could be a real dog, but good luck. <laughs> Would you go and look for me? Me? Yes, just go look through the window and check her out, please. Right. You're pathetic, man. <laughs> All right, see what I see? You see her? Nah. Oh, wait, yeah. I see a very beautiful girl. Oh, she's fine. She's fine. Ooh. I knew it. She's gorgeous. I knew she would be. I knew it. But no book. <laughs> All right. Okay, wait. Wait, wait a minute. All right, look, there's a book with the flowers, so this gotta be her. And what does she look like? Can't see her. Wait, it's blocking. Damn it. Oh, hold on. He's moving. He's moving. Yeah? Ah. Uh, can you see her? Can you see her? Yeah. And? She's very pretty. She is! I knew she would be! She had to be! She had to be! You know what? She look... I mean, she almost has the same coloring as... that Kathleen Kelly person. Kathleen Kelly of the Little Bookstore. Well, why not? You said you thought she was attractive. Absolutely, yes. Why not? Who cares about Kathleen Kelly? Well, if you don't like Kathleen Kelly... I can tell you right now, you ain't gonna like this girl. Why not? Because it is Kathleen Kelly. Which I wanna know why she wasn't peeking at the door at all times. She didn't notice Dave Chappelle which, or him. Which is weird because later she is peeking at the door yeah. the whole time. Or I yeah. guess the camera is. But they, Well, they, they didn't set up something for him to be doing i guess it was just her she was going to carry the book with the flower yeah and then he was gonna have to find her true but and he does like, come back yeah don't worry he does not completely stand her up but he kind of does but i er, but i like the way they did it because okay. i like like obviously with this premise the audience is fully aware of the end point like we yeah. we know they're going to find out that they're the other person but yeah. then the movie keeps finding ways to surprise us. And I think this is one of the best examples of that because he has this whole scene where he, the audience gets built up like, oh, my God, he's, he's going to find out it's her. Oh, my God, it's her. Oh, she's sitting there. Oh, no, she's going to be sitting there for hours. He ditched her. And then, nope, he comes back. And then that there's that just, you know, you're being played with. Uh, and, yeah. You know, it, it keeps it. That's true. It keeps your heart going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But the clip itself when he was... They're talking about how even if she's as attractive as a mailbox, he would be <laughs> yeah. a fool not to marry her. What? That's yeah. what, he's jumping way ahead. That's true. Yeah. Like he's ready to marry this person. Yeah. And I'm glad that right before they were they were walking and he's like, Why do I feel so compelled to meet her? And Dave Chappelle is because you want to know if she should keep going or completely just stop. Yeah. Talking to this person. 
which like makes sense i guess because they can't just forever just keep emailing and never know who they are yeah so yeah. they're gonna yeah. have to either know or talk stop talking to each other so i guess it makes sense why they're meeting even if they are in a relationship so it's just again they probably should not been with the other person at the time yeah and all of their <laughs> friends are are rooting them on too because here <laughs> we had the bookstore employees cheering her on and then uh dave Chappelle is f- fully uh supporting jill yeah on this or kevin his name is it yeah it's weird yeah but this also raises the question she at this point doesn't seem to really care what she looks like as long as she's not just super ugly yeah yeah so how important do we think looks are in a relationship? I mean, they definitely play a part. Well, obviously. <laughs> I'd say, a, mm, I don't know. You have to be attracted to them. I mean, if yeah. I also think their personality can help someone become more attracted to someone. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's important. It's not, like, the most important thing, of course. Yeah. Well, Their personality mean, yeah. is always more important, but you need to be attracted to them, at least somewhat. I think yeah. Kathleen... Because you're not going to, like, want to make out with someone that's I know. Ugly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Well, I think for her, she leans more on the not so much. At least this is my opinion as the male perspective, but I wouldn't really consider Tom Hanks to be a classically handsome guy. Yeah, she's Where definitely Meg hotter Ryan than is, he is. She's very beautiful. Yeah. Um, But she says later on something along the lines of not caring if he's fat or anything because Tom or Joe was talking about himself. I will say this is one of Tom Hanks' best looks. Not not that I think he's attractive, but... Yeah. I was really into Joe, actually. Really? In this movie. Yeah. Wait, you were? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What about him? I don't know. Just I his personality, I think. Okay. Yeah. No, I could see it. He does kind of have that like laid back confidence. Yeah. Hmm. He's also hmm. rich. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like it sh- the movie shows it, but it isn't. It isn't a Fifty Shades of Grey where it's like, oh yeah, oh I'm ludicrously you know rich. Yeah. But back to True. the looks. Yeah. How important do you think, you guys? How well, do you I don't think know. it is? I think it's different for women, I think. I think men place more importance on looks than women do. Because that's why yeah. you see so many couples that have like a super normal hot. looking guy and then like a supermodel yeah. girl. Like yeah. so many. Yeah, yeah that's And you true. never or hardly ever see it the other way around. Yeah, yeah. I'd say in a general sense that'd be accurate. And then there's yeah. obviously going to be the... Because uh, I think it does vary person by person aware of like... You know, if looks or personality is more important. Yeah. yeah. And the way they met, too, in the movie, like, since they were just talking online for so long and had, like, we're getting deep with each other and stuff. Yeah. At that point, you already, like, they probably already, like, loved each other uh-huh. just through their emotional connection. Their emotional online. connection online. So, at that point, I think for both of them, they probably don't really care as much what yeah. they look like. Well, I think that's the thing. I think personality overall ends up being much more important because if you have someone whose personality is the greatest thing in the world mm-hmm. and they don't look so good i feel like you can get over that but if someone looks you know amazing and they have the worst personality in the world you're not going to find them attractive at all yeah that's true or you will will for a minute and then right be turned off 
and plus like if you it's going to be a long-term relationship you're going to grow old and both people yeah. are going to get yeah not attractive uh-huh. yeah so you have to love their personality exactly it's just a weird concept to think about because we like no matter what we're always like drawn to people we're attracted to first and then we get to know them yeah because yeah. we've never been in situations where we don't know what someone looks like yeah now if that's you so true. are texting someone and you don't know what they look like you're probably gonna get catfished or something yeah, yeah. it's like a predator yeah <laughs> and it's it's weird because now because of all that catfishing like that is not not a movie concept they do anymore yeah, yeah. but and because they romanticize things like this that's when people started chatting online but then people started being like i can do this attractive picture even though i don't actually look like this yep. person yeah i don't know it's just think something we'll never know what it's I mean, like to know them emotionally right. and then wait to see what they look like. Yeah, I was going to say the closest we can probably get is just a blind date that someone like set you up on. Yeah, like a friend. I was just thinking that too. Have but you ever been on a blind date? Interview? No. No. I have I, not either. Dang. I want to hear stories if anyone has Yeah, because it's like such a common like sitcom plot of people yeah. setting up. Yeah. With their friends. Well, I feel like nowadays, too, a blind date doesn't exist because if someone's like, oh, I'm going to hook you up with my friend oh. here, you're instantly going to be like, well, show me Facebook. the pic. Show me a pic on Facebook or yes. Instagram. Yes. You're going to have their whole last few years of their life laid out in front That's of you. That's so true. Now. It's kind of sad. I know. Because it seems like it would be fun. I mean, or it could go disastrously. <laughs> yeah. That's the risk. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm curious if anyone out there been has, on blind dates. has been on blind dates or has ever had a... Uh, relationship with someone online and then met them later i will say though without knowing what they look like once texting became a thing i think we briefly talked about this on another show or maybe it was with someone else but like we don't go on like dates as much we'll text them to get to know them first yes Mm -hmm. yeah which when you're texting them you still know what they look like but i will say because of technology it's it's allowed us to have a more emotional connection with people before you like that's true see them in person more yeah yeah it's, it's sort of a, uh, a non-stop conversation yeah. rather than just a contained one a very in- intense contained one probably for like a couple hours yeah mm-hmm. yeah because like before all the online dating stuff it was just you would you meet someone be like hey do you want to go out Let's and then you'd go yeah and then you go on a date and you have, don't really know anything about them yeah. yeah whereas now it's like you you know swipe right on twinder tinder or if you meet someone at a bar you can get their number and then you guys just text for a while yeah if they're weird yeah. you'd stop talking to them yeah it's like how like that's like a question people have is how long do you have to talk to someone online before you would be willing to meet up in person <sighs> see i would you know i hate texting Really, I a would, lot of boys I would, hate texting. I would yeah. very much rather barely talk at all and just be like, "Hey, you want?" I guess in yeah. the traditional date and be like, "You want to go grab yeah. dinner?" Yeah, uh, because I don't want to go over everything we're going to talk about in person. You know, over a longer period of time, I'd rather just kind of get the sense in person. That's true. Uh, for my like, all boys that I know hate texting. So. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just really nice people if they just keep texting. But I would some probably enjoy it. But I mean, I think it's a good way to get to know people. I guess. It, yeah, I think it's good. But also, I'm kind of like you in that if I if we would talk too much through text or online or whatever, and then you meet up and you don't like them in person, it's like I just wasted all that time. 
that's true. like <laughs> investing myself. So you got to be economic with your time. Who you're yes. To. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily just time, but just you had this connection and yeah. then it's not physically there. Yeah. And then it just seems pointless. Like, why yeah. did I even do that when we could have just met first and not had yeah. to go through that? But also, how many people have you started texting before you met them? I feel like most uh, people I've texted, it's I have had multiple in-person interactions with, and then we sort of get to that texting part of it. Right, but you also haven't done online dating. True, and I, that's have, like I have what not it done is, any online dating. Which I haven't yeah. either, but... Yeah, same. So I have But no th- for online dating, that's how it is, though. Because yeah. when you match, then you are connected through messaging. And then you either yeah. want to meet up right away, or you continue messaging. Well, how much of dating is online dating. I remember there was some statistic for, that was going around and it was like, I, I mean, there's the one the commercials, it's like, oh, one in three relationships start with an online date yeah. now. But I wonder how much of actual dating out there really is purely online. I bet a lot. I could believe like one third. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so much of easier. Like now recently yeah. started ones. Especially because yeah. everyone now is also like workaholics too. And so they don't have time to go find people normal ways. So it's just like yeah. I can pull it up on my phone and find someone. Uh, so what was next? Now they break up. Is that what comes? They were never. Next? No, they break up with their other people. They're uh, with Patricia and Frank. Oh yeah, and I think he stops emailing her too, right? Well, uh-huh. at one point he <laughs> stops emailing. Yeah. Her. Oh, it was um, because she thinks that the real guy ditched and so she's like you better have a good reason yeah and then he gives a response like sorry i can't tell you oh oh yeah because he couldn't figure out what to tell her like, yeah he didn't want to lie yeah yeah because he tried to lie and then he couldn't send it because he felt too bad and so he his response was actually pretty good oh yeah it was very vague but also you can see it changed intentional words, yeah. words a couple times too to make sure he wasn't lying yeah because yeah. he started off giving the bullshit excuses mm-hmm. and it was like oh come on don't do that buddy like come on and then yeah he, he manned up yeah yeah but he still hasn't told her that who he really is the thing is is i think he didn't want to tell her because she doesn't like who he is yeah in person so yeah he he wanted to take some time to, in person, get to know her and have her understand that he's a decent guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's exactly what was happening. But that is that right? <laughs> well, but we also talked about this earlier yeah. when we were actually watching it. But it was um, another one of those good surprises because I feel like in a worse movie... He would have come in and just been like, oh, my God, you're a shop girl. I'm uh, NY152. <laughs> and then it would just be like a big explosion. And then yep. there'd be 30 minutes you while they try and get it, forgive yeah. it. Yeah, like she'd be like, oh, you lied to me. Why'd you lie to me? All that and stuff. And it was like, it's dude, very. She closed down my bookstore. Yeah, it was yeah. very tropey. But yeah. then, um, you know, by him not telling her and he has to try and sort of earn back her trust because he knows, like you were saying, uh, that she would instantly reject everything about him if she knew at that point yeah uh, and i think it was the that scene when he's looking through the window and sees it's her and then he decides to leave and then obviously somewhere he changed his mind but that's when he decided that he really does care about her and really likes her and that's when he wanted to do what you were saying was try to get her to to get to know him as himself versus just 
the persona that she sees. Yeah. And that's when he goes back in to the restaurant and sits down and starts messing with her again, but in a nicer way. Yeah. 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 And that's when she makes her zing at him. Yeah. She, she zing. Actually, wait, that wasn't nice. I take that back. They, she was very upset. Yeah. That whole time. Because he was like teasing her like, oh, who are you waiting for? Some magic man. Yeah. And, and he even points out that she still has a boyfriend. Yeah. She's yeah. like, well, so do you. Or girlfriend. But yeah. Yeah. And then, But then she does have that final zinger at the end where it hit pretty hard. And then that's when he just excuses yeah. himself. He's like, leaves. wow. Yeah. I see what was it feels it like, like now. I don't remember what exactly the zing was. I think it was about her mom and her mom, all the great things that she did for the bookstore. And she's like, and you're just a man in a suit. Yeah, like yeah, that. that was it. Yeah, 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 and then he didn't like that. Yeah, got a little taste of his own medicine. So then they stop emailing him for a little bit. Then she emails him like, "Hey, hope you have some <laughs> you <up>? good news. <laughs> hey, you up? Well, they, well, they. <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> but they break up with their significant others at this point." Yes. During, yeah. this, during this time which the one between frank and kathleen was hilarious yeah oh that was the greatest breakup ever yeah. i would say at he, least the easiest he yeah. was trying to break up with her and she was gonna say something nice he was like no me. don't do that and then yeah do you love me He's and like, he said no he was like he shakes his head and then she was like, like me, me neither <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like he, they were like trying to help each other with their love lives. He's yeah. Like, Are you yeah. seeing anyone? Cause she's like, is it about that news girl? The girl that they did the interview with, which was so weird and awkward. But So if only all breakups could go that way. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Tom Hanks is in an elevator with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And some other random poor lady in the elevator man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the elevator man thinking his life is going to end. That was a little overdramatic for everyone in that scene. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I'm going to marry my girlfriend or whatever because I always knew that I loved her. And then, of course, Joe's like, hmm, I shouldn't be with this girl anymore. Patricia shows her true colors. Yeah. Yep. We don't actually see their breakup, though. No. He just is telling. Oh, he's walking to the boat with with Brinkley. Yeah. And his bags or whatever. And he's writing to, what's her name? Kathleen. Kathleen. That he broke up with her. Yep. Yeah. So now they're both single. Woo! Finally! (laughs) (laughs) And then thus begins the next phase of the movie uh, where he's Joe has some questionable morality decisions that end up being okay. Yes. Um, But yeah, he essentially starts to try and date her or show his true colors to her. Uh, but is also at the same time using the information she's giving him through the emails to sort of help himself out with that, which because it's not malicious and he is actually caring about her, it's okay. But yeah, I don't know. It's like uh, essentially reading someone's diary yeah, and then using that information to, to help you manipulate them. But I mean, it wasn't, I didn't see it as being that bad. Yeah, me either. It's only because she likes it. If she didn't, yeah. if she didn't like it, then it would be horrible. That's true. It would be like harassment. Yeah, well, it's sort of like the the trope in in rom coms that if it was a much less attractive person doing the things that they're doing, it would be extremely creepy and yeah, yeah, bad. But in this case, That's yeah, true. it's it's 
because the audience can at least see it's coming from a uh, a place of maybe love uh, mm-hmm. at the end, at least, uh, that it's okay. Yeah. And it's cute. Oh, very cute. <laughs> yeah. When they, he keeps like meeting up with her and they keep going on little dates and stuff and they finally decide to meet their online people decide to meet in real life for again he i guess he decides finally he wants to you know he's gotten to a point in their relationship that she likes him enough that he can he can he tells her you should meet up with that dude yeah yeah and so that he's walking her home and they have this conversation that's really great about if there was no bookstore and if we just met normally they would probably Oh, work out great that scene. and so that's the scene that i want to play right yeah you guys want to play this yes too? okay <laughs> i mean the timing here is everything i mean he he's waited until you're primed see until you are absolutely convinced that there's no other man that you could possibly love yes you know sometimes i wonder what well if I hadn't been Fox Books and you hadn't been the shop around the corner and you and I had just met. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I would have asked for your number. And I wouldn't have been able to wait 24 hours before calling you up and saying, hey, how about, oh, how about some coffee or, you know, drinks or dinner or a movie? For as long as we both shall live. Joe. And you and I would never have been at war. And the only thing we'd fight about would be which video to run on a Saturday night. Well, who fights about that? Well, some people. Not us. We would never. you something how can you forgive this guy for standing you up and not forgive me for this tiny little thing I'm putting you out of business oh how I wish you would I really have to go yeah well you don't want to be late. Wow. That scene. When he says, if only, oh, man, yeah. my my heart skips a beat. Uh, well, f- for me, it was when he said, uh, for as long as we both shall live. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's like, like, he pretty much just told her he's in love with her. Yeah. Yeah. And she, oh, it leaves she it, wants it too. She does. The body language alone is enough. Meg Ryan did a great job oh, yeah. of conveying exactly what she's thinking. Like the audience knows she wants to tell him too, but she's just got to finish this thing. Yeah, she's not quite there yet. Yeah. <sighs> Which is interesting. Like what if she went up to meet with another dude and it was not him? She probably would have been thinking about him still. Yeah. Oh, probably yeah. i mean he yeah made, he sure. made such an impact on her that that time or 
he was kind of just having her get to know him, I think was really important. But at the same time, it couldn't have been another guy because... Well, that's true. Once he found out it was her, yeah, he was using it. Yeah. And everything he wrote was to his own benefit, kind of. Mm-hmm. But not in a bad yeah. way. No, because well, it was all leading to this moment. Yeah. Because he spent the last, uh, you know, section of the movie because it, he's trying to prove to her that, like, hey, you've seen me at my worst. I have brought out the worst in you at points, mm-hmm. but we can get past that and you can, you know, love me as the whole person that I am. But I think he's also proving sort of to himself because if she can love him after seeing the worst in him, then he's not that worst version of himself that mm-hmm. he saw earlier. Yeah. She never did it. I don't think she ever disliked him really. Mm-hmm. I think she was just projecting her own like fears and insecurities and, and everything onto that relationship because he's someone to blame for like her. Cause the bookstore was so special to her. Cause it was her mom's yeah. shop. That's where she grew up. It had right. been there for 42 years. Yeah. And then, that's like that's like a, a grief thing with yeah. losing the store. She was like struggling to not take it personal. Yeah. Too. And I don't think she did necessarily from him, but just like in general, she's just mad at the way everything happened. Yeah. She took it personally. Yeah, because they had the motif of, you know, it's business, not personal. But yeah. then, then the later section, she says, no, it was personal to someone. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it was entirely personal to her, not so yeah. much him. Yeah, for him it wasn't personal at all. Yeah. But for her it was. And they even had a conversation. I don't remember if it was online or in person, in person but about wanting things to be personal mm-hmm. and just relationship-wise. Yeah. And how that's interesting. Yeah. And then, well, she ends up meeting up with him like the very next minute. Yeah, of course she has to go change into a dress. Yep. Hey, but even I commented. Yeah, he's got to go get Brinkley. He said he was going to be with his dog, and that was the important detail of the dog, of course. Yeah, but when we were watching this, I even said to you, "Like, is that what she's wearing to go meet the guy of her dreams?" And then she goes into her apartment, comes out wearing like a nice dress. It's like, oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. (laughs) Does he change? No, I think he's wearing the same thing. Uh, No, yeah, he's wearing he's wearing the same thing. I think. Yeah, typical. (laughs) But it was cute though. When they met up in the garden. Oh, it was so cute. The dog the just dog runs off. I'm sure everyone was mad because you're supposed to have your dog on a leash. Yeah. But Brinkley, you know, is going it's crazy. So but he's cute. Oh, and you dog. can just see, like, her face right away when she sees him. She's just like... Oh. oh, she smiles. And then she takes a second and has a look of, like, so serious. And it's just... Oh. And then he just makes that gesture of just like, it's yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, she starts crying, She's and then like, I'm almost crying. Like, <laughs> I was hoping it would be you or something yes. like that. Yeah. Is it worth playing? I don't know if anything really happens. I think it's mostly really cheesy music. And just it's just music. a couple lines. Yeah, it was a yeah. <sighs> But it's so good. Just the the facial expressions and everything. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. And meanwhile, he's owning this bookstore, and she's probably going to write a book. Yeah, ended her, she's going to write a book, a children's book. Yeah. Which will probably go on shelf in his bookstore. Yeah, she'll probably read to the children, you know. Yep. I was expecting uh, him to put a, her shop, like, inside his. Like, in the children's section, it'd be, like, the shop oh. in the corner or something. I don't know. That'd be oh, kind of cute. cute. Yeah. But uh, never. Now she's an author. So. It leaves us well. to wonder what's going to Yeah, yeah. But maybe later. Yeah. 
Because sometimes movies endless. have to have that little after clip to like conclude things or whatever, but kind of just leaves yeah. us wondering what they're going to do. With I it. mean, I like in this that. culture of movies, we might have a You've Got Mail 2 coming, so we'll <gasps> find out. I just got chills all over my body. <laughs> Kendall, yes. What, okay, what uh, what method of uh, communication would the sequel use? Do you think in this day and age? Ooh, probably FaceTime. You've got so it's a it match. would have to be face to face. It would have to be in some way. In, unless it was like a nostalgia thing, and they went to like oh, a, written letters. A certain effort, yes, yeah. to, to make it. Yeah, because like a hipster thing of like yeah. we only want to write letters, and so they do like actual letters. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were talking about how there are a lot of, I guess, somewhat comparisons to Cinderella Story. But when did yeah. what, what year did that come out? Two thousand four. Okay, so only six years after this, I yeah. feel like that was still before this huge oh, sure, uh, yeah. explosion of Princeton. social media and stuff. Princeton chat room, yeah, right, yeah. Which that was believable. College yeah. chat room, you know, mm-hmm. but, but still way before, like having your profile picture. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm. weird glad this was your you had to, you liked it with your first experience with it yes well that was why i was super excited to hear about your guys' podcast and i would feel like i've i'm this might be a bit much that i'm trying to take but i feel like i was your first fan because yeah. i was the beta tester it's true he was and, our beta tester and i i i sought it out because this is so opposite i feel like i am not the demographic of your podcast or of a lot of these movies yeah. that you're going to be covering but i am discovering uh, there's a lot of good stuff. Which my brother is a lot of good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Not big into rum comes, but he listens to it all the time, too, because he loves podcasts. So, yeah. Too bad he's in Iowa. He can't be a guest host, mm. but <laughs> he could call in, maybe. Yeah, maybe. you do Skype calls. Yeah. yeah. But good movie. Oh, yeah, we can rate people now. Oh, we forgot to rate. Oh, yeah. Let's oh, just yeah. Probably, <laughs> that's probably important. <laughs> we got to do our rating and then wrap it up. Yes. So. Uh, I don't Whoa. know what they're going to get. TBH, I don't think it's going to be too high. Just yeah. Just because of certain things. Well, like the honesty. Yeah. Hang on. I'll pause it. Good. All right. Sexual tension. Oh, see, this is what I was saying. that I didn't think they had, like, sexual tension. No. Really? Just a lot of tension. <laughs> there, was, there was tension and they had great chemistry. Yeah. Oh, like, phenomenal. Like cute chemistry, yeah. but not like sexy. The The biggest sexual tension I thought was when they were sitting in the restaurant and he decides to go sit in another seat and they're like back to back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then when she's sick, and I mentioned earlier, when she's about to say something she'll regret and he touches her lips. Oh, that, was, yeah. that was pretty That's sexually tense. True. Yeah. He got sick from doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what are you guys thinking? Okay, so, yeah. So, I'm going to say six. Yeah, I'd concur with that. I was going to go seven, but I'm going to go six and a half now. Okay. Okay, six and six. And next is humor. I think Joe's pretty humorous. Pretty humorous. She's not so much. Which is I interesting. Mean, I feel like that's it's, always how it is. The yeah. guy is more. Hu- the guy makes the girl laugh more. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, she was humorous in her responses to what was happening around her. Like when he, when she thought he ditched her, and was getting run, you know, going off with all of these crazy theories about what 
could have possibly happened. Yeah, uh, that was. I think that was hilarious. Bookstore and they're like, "Oh, look, it could have been the murderer." Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Anyways. when he was trying to figure out what the one five two meant on oh, his yeah. own username. Yeah. Oh, that was a very cute. Yeah, was whole cute. interaction there. But yeah, he's definitely funnier than she is. Yeah. Which why is I? I don't it's know. Like are there typical. movies that are the other way around where the girls funnier? Or makes the like guy I laugh more? Um, I don't know. We, I feel like those are always the movies, though, where it's supposed to be up playing. Like, the girl that's not conventionally beautiful uh, is trying to get the, like, usually it's like a model guy. Yeah. And so she's usually funny. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to give them for humor, for, an, like, an average. I mean, I'll do seven, just because they were so cute. I went seven. And it was really yeah, charming. I, mm-hmm. I think they were laughing a bit in the last, like, when they were walking right before he pulled the whole if yeah. if yeah. only thing. But before that, we were, they were laughing and joking a bit. I feel like yeah. their type of humor in this movie was much more endearing to the story and to the romance than a McConaughey Hudson. Or, yep. you know, one that is a little more recent and a little more focused on the comedy, as yeah. you guys were saying. Yeah. Wait, agree. You say... Oh. Or Drew? Oh, like I'd say like a seven, too. Seven. Yeah. Okay. Uh, honesty. Oh, this is going to be... Yeah, this is dangerous. Okay, but they are extremely honest to each other in the emails. This is exactly our issue with Cinderella story. Yeah, because they're giving deeply personal secrets and... Talking you about know, their, their faults. Worries, their faults, and... It's just in person that... It's complicated. Yeah. And yeah. Well, she's extremely honest. She never really deceives him. Um, I feel like it's she's, more... She's yeah. diner girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's more Joe who doesn't... I guess he he's not, he's not lying. He just doesn't always tell everything. Yes. Yeah. So he's not like blatantly he's o- he's lying. O- he's omitting. Everyone has their own opinions on that, but... Yeah, I think it's sort of lying. It's not straight uh, up lying. But he is using the emails to manipulate her without her knowing. Yeah. I, I'll i do a six. I want six. Yeah. But, okay. But also, he wasn't... While he was lying and using those emails to manipulate, he didn't use them to get farther than he did. He still left it up to her in the end. To eventually try and just be like, hey, this is me. You know me. That's true. It's fine. (laughs) Can you hear it? Oops. I mean, probably a little bit. We're going to turn the AC off if that's annoying (laughs) to to (laughs) y'all. We forgot. Uh, But he wasn't in the emails. He wasn't writing stuff for his own gain. Like, he wasn't manipulating her by like making himself and sound better than he, he is. He was gonna make a bullshit excuse, and then he decided not to. He erased yes, it and said, "I true. can't." I mean, he he still didn't tell her everything, but he could have lied, and he chose not to. Yeah, but he's still lying. So like, not so a great. What would you give? What do you say? Two? You gave him a six. Mm-hmm. I also gave him six. Ah, oh, see, I'd be like a seven. This is upsetting because out of all the movies and stuff you guys have gone over, this was by far my favorite. And, like, they have the best relationship, and I feel like they're getting shafted on these scores. (laughs) Well, see, that's the thing about the movies, though, is that we only see how they get together. We don't see their relationship together. Yeah. So we can't judge them as 
like a full fledged couple. True. I think out of all the couples, then the the like if we were to jump like five years later, I think they would have the healthiest, most stable uh, relationship. Probably. Out of everybody. Probably. Yeah. But just them being in their thirties. Mm-hmm. They'd probably have a better relationship if you jump forward five years. Yeah. Were they both supposed to be in their 30s? Well, yeah, because the chat room was 30s. Oh, she looks way better than he did. <laughs> well, she's probably like 30. 30. He's like 39. <laughs> he doesn't look 39. No. He looks, I no. thought he looked like 40. He looks like 35. What? I thought Well, 40s. this was like. 98. So 20 years ago. Well, how long was it after Forrest Gump? Because he looks way younger. Oh, that was 93? How old is Tom Hay? Tom Hanks is 61 years old. So he was 41. Oh, wow. 41. Okay. Dang, so he was, he was probably in his 30s when he did Forrest Gump. But he looked a lot younger in that movie. So 41. Okay. Yeah. I could see well, that. I think like Turner and Hooch was in the 80s and he, he looked way young. And, uh, That's true. Alexa, how old is Meg Ryan? Meg Ryan is 56 years old. Also, she was five years 20, younger, thirty-five, yeah, yeah, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, thirty-five, thirty-six. Okay. Dang, she looked good for thirty-five, thirty-six. Yeah. yeah. She's also a movie star, though. That's true. I mean, he is too. Anyways, so are you gonna give <laughs> him a seven or? I want to go. For, for we're still in honesty, honesty, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. This was a long tangent. I think seven. Okay. Okay. But also, I'm a guest, so you don't have to take my number into too much consideration. No, well, no, fine. you can say what you want. I mean, yeah, oh, thank it, you. it's I feel part appreciated. of. Yeah. <laughs> it, it factors in to their final score. Okay. All right, next is common goals. This is a tricky one. Yeah. Okay, so what what is what is his goal? I don't know. Make money at a yeah. bookstore. He just wants to. Well, then later on, though, his goal is to win her over. That's true. But yeah. that can't be a common goal for her. It also, in terms well, of like family relationships, yeah, it's just like all, yeah. all around uh-huh. common goals. Okay. So, like, he the wants to get married. Against it was the bookstore book issue. Because yeah. they both wanted to keep their own bookstore. Yeah. Other than that, I feel like it's pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you could say that both of them were missing something in their life, which led them to reach out to this chat room mm-hmm. to try and, you know, fill that void with whatever it is. And then they found each other and both used each other to, you know, sort of complete their persons. <laughs> but Yeah. I'll say seven. Yeah, yeah I'd say that too, yeah. Um... We're all very similar. I know. <laughs> this is always the problem. We don't have very so much for me bringing points. in a new perspective. I feel like I'm agreeing with you guys <laughs> on everything. <laughs> it's very easy to show well, people. Um, I know. <laughs> I sh- yeah, it is easy. Uh, last thing is selflessness. That's a hard one. That is really hard because because on one hand, if I feel like it's very low because it's not like he said hey bring your store into my store or Or, i'll not open my bookstore right here i'll move down the street or something yeah or like yeah tried to help her store stay alive like that would be a sacrifice thing or you don't see her doing that with him you don't see with the emails yeah they didn't really give up anything yeah there was like no sacrifices really but there really didn't 
need to be, I guess. I don't or like I mean there was just no situation that called for Yeah. But there should because have been one. By the time he found out it was her, her bookstore was basically already on its way down or yeah. almost down. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he could have made some selfless move about it and it was still like, oh, he just found out it was her. Yeah. It's just really like, I don't know. He still was looking at... Yeah, but he could have maybe helped ease the blow. Yeah. I guess you could also make the argument, kind of what we were speaking on earlier, that he could have been a lot more selfish about how he was using the information yeah, through the emails. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, in a way, that's kind of selfless. But, kind I mean, of. not too much. I mean, but I, I don't know what to give them because there wasn't I know. much to work with, I guess. I mean, six? Yeah. Because they, yeah. they weren't, like, selfish. Uh-huh. Selfish? I mean, he he kind of was. A little bit. Yeah. Because he did keep the information to himself rather than giving it to her as mm-hmm. well. And with the bookstore. Yeah. Like he wasn't going to compromise that at all. Uh-huh. Okay, so we're all saying six, right? Yeah. I don't want to, but I guess. Yeah. I mean, a six, on it's on a scale of ten. I know. Have you guys dropped below a five? I yeah, we've so. given some fours. Oh, you've given some fours. Okay. Okay, then I mean a six is pretty average then. Do we have any outliers? Anything that was really concerning? They were dating other people? Yeah, still like in a relationship. Also, he didn't tell her. And was using all that info. But it wasn't. To win her over. (sighs) Got like half a point. Half a point. For both being in relationships. I think that was. Yeah, I think definitely that. Because both of them, (laughs) as we said, started off not in a great place. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so just half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So what is their score? A sixty-four point six seven. Ah. That's upsetting. I know. It's so upsetting. Wait, how does that compare to the other movies? Um, let me check really quick. There's no way. Is it the lowest? I don't think so. Who are they up to? They didn't beat a Cinderella story, though, is the real no, comparison. No, Austin oh. and Sam got 68 and a half. They had the like, common goals, like, was a nine. Oh, uh, that's, yeah. Uh, Andy and Ben and from How to Lose That Guy in 10 Days had 57. Okay, so be okay, well, at least we got it. them, yeah. <laughs> uh, they did not be Simba and Nala. And... I mean, that's so who is the one I in the lead? The only Who's in the lead for movies? Sam and Austin. Wait, no. Simba and Nala. With a... 70. With a 70. Yeah. This was a 64? 0.5? Because we oh. had the three people this time. Oh. 64.67. So... That's so sad. So yeah, Kathleen and like, Joe walk the plank. I feel like they deserve so much more. They do. But again, it's a movie. We can't judge them based off of what we think they will be like. Yeah. True. It's just based off of what we saw in that movie, what was given to us. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we can't compare them to the TV shows. You're right, but I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, on paper, sometimes it doesn't look as good as 
yeah shipping what we ship and and vice versa too what we see sometimes when it it looks uh great on paper it sucks in real life we realized that when we did our lost episodes yeah people true Mm. so we shipped jack and kate the most but they got the lowest score so Mm -hmm. and that's the one that made me cry (laughs) 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 well any uh last thoughts yeah the last thoughts Great movie, yeah. Too. Oh, putting me on the spot here. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just a little upset at the score, but I um, uh, I'm extremely happy that I was I was uh, shown the light on what a good rom com can actually be. Yeah. Yes, and not just uh, those those other ones that we shall speak <laughs> those of. Those other ones. Those other ones. It's true. You just can't hate on Cinderella Story because it's my favorite <laughs> of all time. She has a T-shirt. Wow. Oh, then then we know it's real. That my mom got for me. But yeah. <laughs> it's mostly nostalgic and high school Megan. So that's why I love it so much. All right. Well, you guys should. I'm we, I'm interested to see where Sleepless in Seattle is going to be then. Mm-hmm. Have you which seen Which I have one? not also seen. But we, You know what? We might actually have to have him back for Sleepless in Seattle just because he's now a Meg Ryan Tom Hanks. Expert. Oh, I'm totally <laughs> shipping it. <laughs> True. Yeah. That's a pretty good movie too, though. That's that good. Like ninety five, maybe. A lot of people like it better than this one. I j- I don't personally, but a lot of people do. But it's a similar concept. It is. It's just through a radio show. Yeah. And they're on different parts of the country. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's a good one though. Oh, see, so there, so it doesn't even so have to be a you've got mail too. It could just be a movie now starring Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan using some form of communication. It yeah, could be on a podcast. <gasps> someone has a podcast. And someone else is a guest. But that is Sleepless in Seattle. But modern day. Because <laughs> <laughs> 95 okay. was, was so far away or, that we, or, <laughs> we can't relate. They, one of them has a YouTube show Ooh. or uh, something. Yeah. Oh, it, it would have to be like YouTube yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Well, send us your thoughts on what you think You've Got Mail 2 would be. Or Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, part three. Should be. Reminder, Drew's single, so you can hit him up. Yep. <laughs> we won't tell you his last name or anything, but if you're a true stalker, you could find him. Oh, and we'll, we'll get you guys to only email and not see pictures of each other. Yes! Oh, there oh we go. God. Let's do a real Dude, test. That would be crazy. That would be amazing. We're intrigued. Uh, <laughs> if you... We want to experiment now, so anyone let us know. <laughs> yeah. We'll do a true blind date. <laughs> I ship it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thanks for for being our guest today. Oh, it was my yeah. pleasure. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's been fun. We'll hopefully have some more guest stars, or we'll just always have Drew. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see what I'm the down. what the the sailors think. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what do we do? We call them anything? Oh no, shippers. I like sailors. sailors. Yeah, sailors. Fits sailors. Like the theme because I mean, shippers is just all too right. gen- generic. Too generic. Yeah, because we're all shippers. Really. Yeah, really. Okay. Yeah, we'll see what all, all of y'all out there think. Um, but, you know, hit us up online just, you know, through through the social medias, not through... Well, actually, we're good with email, so... Yeah. Shipmatespodcast at gmail.com. And then Twitter, we have Shipmates Show. Yep. We'd be happy yeah. to give advice, start an emotional connection with you, mm. whatever the heart <laughs> yeah. desires. What, what she said. But rate, review, subscribe. Tell all your friends. 
watch all the ships. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah. See us, uh, hear us. Hear us. Hear, listen to us next time yeah. on Shipmates. And join our ship or walk the plank. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. got mail.